but yeah anyway I just feel like we haven't talked about meatball at all yet I think we were ignoring it I think we were like oh there's not really a guy named meatball surely they can't be that unserious no they are I know this podcast is a very big part of your life you've mentioned it to me multiple times kind of a you know a bachelor nation groupie no 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 hold on with me Derek Hi, Emily. Hi, Kayla. Back to weekly. It just Back feels right. Weekly. It feels so much better. You know what? I was so disjointed from last season, which was for several reasons that you all already know. It was like, you know, it was like going in as the worst team in the league and like knowing you're going to lose the entire season, but still like trying to fight. <laughs> like fight through it <laughs> we really were like we were fighting for our fucking lives <laughs> and we got like, like to the point where we were like we can't recap this shit anymore do you guys want to hear our thoughts on hometowns in general which <laughs> i honestly had a great time and i think we will return to probably a few times but like we <laughs> we were fresh out of ideas <laughs> <laughs> i was like honestly like if there's two people that could make something out of nothing it's us and even we were like i'm at a loss <laughs> we were climbing uphill um, um <laughs> wearing like heelys so it was just a nightmare uh climbing uphill wearing heelys wearing roller skates we never made it to the top but now we're here uh <laughs> we took an elevator and <laughs> we we're now at the top of our game back for another week uh girl boss part two electric boogaloo and an important thing to note is that you're not leaving me hanging this week we're both drinking while we record which we're also just drinking. feels so right which I didn't even end up doing my workout class last week. Like I could have been drinking. I was just planning on doing a workout this week. No, because we have a, we have a plan guys. You just, so if you're, so last week, to this, if you listen to this while you're driving, that's fine, but you're going to owe us a drink later and we'll get into that later. Anyway. Yeah. You just last week, you just, you girl bossed a little close to the sun. You were like work, 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 meetings, 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 podcast, 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 workout class. And that was just a little too, too much ambitious. girl bossing for one day, you know, too ambitious. And the class I was going to take, what didn't even happen. I was like, why didn't I just pour me a glass of wine? Um, but anyway, it was my birthday over the weekend. So now I have yes. a free, free wine that people gave me. So I'll be drinking that. That's the whole reason to age. The only reason to age. Cause I yeah. did cry about turning 25, which I've never cared about turning 25. I kind of felt good about that age. Cried at dinner um, and did the whole scene from When Harry Met Sally where she goes, and I'm going to be 40. And he goes, when? And she goes, someday. And he goes, in eight years. And my boyfriend was like, in 15 years. And I was like, but it's there. (laughs) Well, I was actually watching the episode of Friends recently um, where they all turned 30 and it's like when Rachel turns 30 and she's dating Tag and she's like all emotional about it. And he just Tag. goes, I know what you're going through. I'm totally freaked out about turning 25. And they all like look at him like he's crazy. But then I came to the uncomfortable realization that in like a month I turned 27, which puts me directly in the middle of Tag and Rachel's ages. And I'm just like creeping closer toward Rachel, which is very unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be... 30 in like three years. I know. And I frankly have never really cared about aging that much. Like I always was like, oh, why does everyone panic about it? But I think that, I think that it exclusively happens two days before my birthday every year. Like, I don't think about getting older as getting older. I'm like, oh, it's my birthday. Let's go party, whatever. And then two days before I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) 
No, I'm old and I don't know anything. Like that was my whole meltdown. I was like, I'm 25 and I don't know a single thing. And Ryan was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Well, also I think like, not to get like so far off the topic of the bachelorette, but like, I think it, even if you don't necessarily subscribe yourself to the timeline, the traditional timeline for women, which I don't think either of us necessarily do, but I think it's so ingrained in us at a young age that these are the ages you do things. Yeah. That even if you consciously don't subscribe to it right around that time where your birthday hits, you're like, oh my God, all the other 27 year olds I know are engaged. And then you start to like, cause panic. (laughs) Ultimately, I'm like, I don't want to get married soon. I don't want to have a baby soon. Like, it's not that. It's not like, oh, my biological clock, but like, it's just still there. It's still the panic. Because it's It's like ingrained. It's ingrained. And I feel just like, I'm not ready to be 25, even though I'm like very ready to be 25. I've been saying I'm 25 for the last six months. So yeah, I don't know. But anyway, it was my birthday weekend. And the moral of the story is I have free wine. (laughs) Speaking of women, that's all. Speaking of women. <laughs> what a segue. We're back. So, as we know from last time, they kept the men around other than the the unfortunate three, dumb dumb and dumber, uh Ed, Ed and Eddie, and they sent them home, but they kept the rest cuz they were like, we didn't get to know you guys enough. And so we started off immediately I think the with the funniest us. part is that she they sent home those three, they kept the other 29 and they were like, we didn't get to know you enough. Those three, those three we got to know enough. Yeah, they we were like, we've seen those enough. Three. We've seen enough. Don't make any sudden movements. You guys are going the fuck home. Um, so yeah. So then we start off fresh with Gabby and Rachel discussing how they want to see their abs, but how can they do that if it's raining? And Which then so we funny. find a way to objectify men indoors. What I, a concept. <laughs> we say it season after season. And sometimes it does cross the line where like they do objectify the men a little bit too much because they're men and they can kind of get away with it. Right. But this is like the perfect amount of male objectification where I'm like, no, you yeah. fuckers deserve it. Like, I'm, I mean, honestly, I'm like, it's not that I'm going to say like, I don't care at all. I'm like, I get it. It is an issue. Of course it is. Men have body issues. Men have different things. Uh-huh. But what I will say is Gabby and Rachel are funny. They have funny girl privilege. And so they get away yeah. with it. <laughs> right. And also like they, they, like you could tell even when they were joking about like, oh, I want to see their six pack abs. Yeah. Like they were very clearly like joking. But this yeah. also does open the larger conversation that we occasionally have about body diversity on this show. Yep. Every single man on this season, even the ones that are like less physically in shape are, than the others are still more physically in shape than 90% of men in this country. Yeah. So, and it's like, it's the same thing with The Bachelor, even though the quote less like rail thin women on The Bachelor are still skinnier than 95% of women in this country. Um, Exactly. So let's cast some body diversity on this show. That's like the real, again, the issue is, yeah, objectification, not great, but also we need some body diversity. Like that's the real issue. That's what it comes down to. Because you know who would have handled this challenge so beautifully? A dude with a dad bod. Would have and I would have loved it. to fucking see it. I, I have a dad bod radar. I can sense those things from blocks away, and I perk up and I get ready. You must, <laughs> you must love Ben. I love dad bods. Um, no comment. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so they do a yeah, pageant with speedos. Would have, they would have eaten it up. So yeah, they do a pageant with speedos. Um, it was funny. It was I mean, funny. They, I like that they spent 
less time. Like, I think that Rachel and Gabby did a good job of kind of like whooping when they took their clothes off or whatever. But then yeah. like, they were like, what would your exes say about you? What is your talent? Like they, they did, they were asking legitimate questions and like wanting to get to know the guys. And some of them had really fucking funny responses. Like yeah. I forget his name, but the guy that was like, my hidden talent is talking to you about your mortgage and like sat that down. Was, and started it was the shirtless guy. Redemption yeah. arc for shirtless guy. He, uh, yeah, that shirtless was hilarious. mortgage broker. Yay. Um, my, I also loved Logan did the worm. He was the first to go and he did the worm. And something about me is that every time I meet a man, I ask them to do the worm. And my sister's boyfriend is the only person that's ever done it. Like super successfully. The video of it is hysterical. I will ask his permission to post it on our Instagram. It oh must God. be seen by the world. Um, <laughs> but that's I, when he did that, I was like, Oh, sold final rose. <laughs> Because I am obsessed with making men do the worm because I think that nobody looks good doing the worm. And if a man can look that fucking stupid and still feel comfortable with himself, then maybe he's a winner. That's And also, um, we get one of my least favorite things the Bachelor contestants do. No one ever in like 20 seasons of The Bachelorette, 25 seasons of The Bachelor, no one who's ever attempted to sing on this show has done so successfully. (laughs) And like- there have been like some pretty talented singers on the show in the past that have attempted to sing and it still doesn't land. Sucks. Um, and this guy wasn't good. No. Nor did he it land. He was giving Casey from Alley season, who's one of my favorite bits of all time. It's the worst <laughs> YouTube video you could ever watch. Casey from Alley season singing on the glacier. I'm not kidding. <laughs> singing at the museum and then singing on the glacier. When I was flying in the helicopter over this amazing city i looked to my left and never saw something so pretty (laughs) deeply unsettling and that's exactly what chris does as well and part of what made hannah brown's season just absolute camp was that she picked jed she picked the singer yeah like don't pick the singer but my the bachelor producers took some feedback and what that feedback is, is the amazing captions under people when they're doing their um, in the moment interviews. Yeah. For example, Quincy is in his in the moment. He says, this is something I don't normally do. And then Quincy's job description right under him reads, does this all the time. Yeah, That's they're using paradise. They're, they're using, using paradise, paradise captions. They heard the feedback. Yeah. We were all like, the paradise captions are the best thing about the show. And they were like, word, we'll do it all the time. We don't care. <laughs> Which is like literally write this down the first time they've ever taken our feedback. They literally don't take notes, but this one yeah. they did. Um, Which I'm so glad. And I love it. It's one of my favorite things now to pay attention to. Um, dated Trey's uncle. Uh, <laughs> lest we forget, dated Trey's <laughs> uncle. <laughs> um, but Chris, the one who sang, his was tone deaf. That's so fucking funny. (laughs) You, that's hilarious. They deserve an Emmy. That's so funny. Great. Well done. Well done. I only give you one, one point. I take back one bad thing I've said about Bachelor producers. That was funny as fuck. (laughs) Well, I think what they're doing this season, and I'm glad that they're doing it, is like, it's not just Paradise that's campy. Like, the entire franchise is campy. Like, it's a reality TV dating show, and I feel like sometimes they take themselves too seriously on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, and like, it just isn't that serious. Like, it's a reality TV dating show, and so I like that they're leaning into the camp. Way more people stay together from Paradise. So, like, yeah, it, like, like, obviously, Paradise is super campy, but like, all of these shows are fucking campy. They're so stupid. There's hot tubs in the middle of nowhere. Like, 
what do you guys think which is we'll going get on? to we'll get there <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway so yeah you know speedo date it was funny i had a good time and you know what i really liked so i think people a lot of people have a lot of critique obviously about the two women being the bachelorette because it makes the women feel worse which makes sense caitlin bristow tweeted it she was like i really hate this like and i get it but I will say during this part, they kind of had some in the moments and, and things like that, where they would like acknowledge that the other person was really into someone and yeah. be like, okay, I'm going to back off. Like, or like, you know, she's really into him. So like, I'm going to like, let her explore give that. her the space to explore that and like, not be, which like, I appreciate so much about these two women. Like if we are going to have two bachelorettes, I'm so happy it's them. Like, right. Because I feel like they are making it very clear that above anything else, they are prioritizing maintaining their friendship. Yep. And like, I think, you know, I understand why Caitlin Bristow has such strong feelings about it of because course. obviously she was one of two bachelorettes <laughs> yes. and, but there's horrible. so much higher stakes. Like after night one, one of them was getting eliminated. Like that's the only, yeah, that was so fucked up. Ended yeah. up being the bachelorette was because Britt got sent home. And, I, but I think to Caitlin and Britt, it was very much a competition. Like one of them was going to end up being the bachelorette and the other one wasn't. And so mm-hmm. this, it seems to be like, no, it's genuinely like, yeah, there's bound to be guys that we're both into, but like, it's not a competition at the end of the day. We're both here to find the person no. that we want to be with. And I also think that they recognize that their types are different enough that it's very unlikely that the two of them would genuinely fall in love with the same person. They may have initial attractions to the same people, which they've expressed like they do, but like Logan, the the Logan of it all. But I think that they genuinely recognize, but even that moment, like they laughed about it. You know what I mean? Even though I was like, you're a little bit like, you know, whatever. Like they were like, he was like, I'd kiss both of you. And they were like, oh my God, ha ha. And then he did. And he kissed them on the cheek. And it was like, they were both laughing. They weren't like, oh my God, he like kissed her too. Like, yeah. And I ultimately like just appreciate nothing about the men fuck men I appreciate their reactions to all of this so much like I think that they're genuinely so mature and like handling it really well and we'll get more into kind of like the rejection and like the really hard parts but in general at the start of it I was like they're handling this super well in being like she's really into him that's her thing like right go ahead you know so kind of on that note, um, Rachel has a great conversation with Logan after that. So a bunch of the, a couple of the guys get invited back to their house later, like the quote winners of the group date. And one of them is Logan. Rachel kisses him. They have a great conversation. She's like, oh my God, a guy, finally a guy who's into me. She's complaining this entire episode about feeling like none of the guys are into her. But then we get several in the moment interviews of guys saying that like Rachel is they're their all dream in. They're all they're in on Rachel. <laughs> exclusively there for Rachel. And Rachel's like, I can't believe no one likes me. Yeah. <laughs> she's so you dude she's so mean for that (laughs) everyone's like we love her and you're like I don't get it (laughs) why does no one love me (laughs) I literally like now as an adult I'm like I was so and like this is gonna be the most like self-centered thing I've ever said but I'm like comfortable speaking it into existence I now that I'm like 27 I'm in like a successful relationship whatever I look back on my early 20s when I thought that like nobody liked me. I'm like, I like guys just weren't into me. Like I like wasn't the pretty friend. And I'm like, no dude, like every guy I hooked up with was fucking obsessed with me. Yeah, like, dude. Why was I, why was I like, nobody likes me and I'm you're, so ugly. Like, you're like have in meet the Robinsons goob when he's like, they all hated me. And it shows him like going down the hallway and they're like, hey, goob, what's up? Cool binder. Hey goob, want to come over to my house today? They all hated me. That is so funny. And that is hundred percent me as well. But yeah. uh, we also haven't, I don't think at all yet discussed, um, 
meatball. That's it. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about the fact that there's a guy, his nickname is Meatball, and they in earnest call him Meatball when they give him roses. <laughs> and, rose and also, like, <laughs> in general. Don't remember his fucking first name, Meatball. And he poured pasta sauce on himself. And I didn't want to talk about it because I hated it, but I will talk about it because it was so fucked up. And, and also then- that his name is Meatball and everyone earnestly calls him that we get the most me for that Rachel quote of the episode where she's yep. talking about it. And she goes, I'm Italian and I don't eat jarred sauce. And I, I was fucking, like, she's so me for that. I was like, Kayla, this is so Kayla. Oh my God. <laughs> that killed me. The show is so unserious. They were like, his name's Meatball. You have to Speaking call him that when you call his rose the... out. <laughs> Fucked up. Anyway. Speaking of leading into the camp, the show is like, yeah, we'll Literally. just call people. They were like, you know what? We should just make this as stupid as Paradise. They'll like it so much more. And we were like, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I, I will. do like it more. Um. So Rachel has a great conversation with Logan. She kisses Logan. And then Logan has a great conversation with Gabby. He kisses Gabby. And then they reconvene at the end of the night to decide who they're going to give their group date roses to. And Rachel goes first and says that she's leaning toward Logan. She had a great conversation with him. And I actually think that Gabby doesn't tell her that her and Logan kissed because I think at that point she's like, okay, like I'm not that into him. Like yeah. I'll just let her go for it. Yeah. Um, and Gabby ends up giving her group date rose to Johnny. Yeah. He's um, like cute. I don't, I mean, yeah. Whatever. So Johnny, who the fuck is Johnny? But um, yeah, not the guy I she's think gonna marry for sure. But another <laughs> moment where I like really I just like love Gabby. Like I love Gabby so much because she was just like, oh, she's more to Logan than I am for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so she was like, you explore that queen. Um, I also do wonder if she like told her and it was just cut because it seemed like it could have yeah. been. Well, um, also, I think Gabby, like I think Rachel is kind of casting a wider net at this point of like yeah. wanting to see who's into her. Could she reciprocate all of that versus I think literally from night one, if I'm perceiving it correctly, I think Gabby has her eye on like four dudes. And as long as Rachel doesn't go near one of those four dudes, she's like, yeah, whatever. Totally. Totally agree. So anyway, I know that I, again, I know that people have a lot of complaints about the format. I actually think they are handling it so well. Right. I think if it were any other two women, I wouldn't like it. It would not work. It's going well. It's just a perfect, it's a perfect pair. They're a perfect pair. They're besties. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think it's so valid to like to have the feelings of like, he's not as into me, he's into her. Like it can become so easily a competition. Like that happens in right. real life with female friendships, with women friendships. Right. Like it, not me saying female. Okay, Chris, the Chris jumped out. That uh, <laughs> happens so often but I really respect their ability to kind of ground themselves. And like, again, like I said, the first episode, not blame each other. Yeah. Like, Hey, it sucks. It feels hard to not be wanted, but like, it's fine. Yeah. They're doing well. So then, um, Jordan V gets the first one-on-one from Rachel and they go on a date we haven't seen in a while. The last time we saw it was Nick Viles, uh, season with Vanessa Grimaldi and it is a zero gravity date. Um, which this looks so fucking cool. Basically like they get on a plane and they're like laying on the floor and they, I guess they go up high enough in altitude. Like, I don't really know how it works, but they end up there. It ends up being a zero gravity chamber and they like float around and stuff. And it was a great date for the two of them because Rachel's a pilot. And also, um, Jordan V is a, now this is like how 
like not <laughs> into heterosexual men I am. He was like, I'm a drag racer. And I was like, this man just said on national TV that he's a straight man that was on RuPaul's Drag Race. That's so exciting. And there was like a straight guy drag queen this past season. And I had a moment where I was like, is that him? But then yeah. I realized that he meant like literally racing cars. Um, and that drag race like isn't just... Isn't, isn't just, just like, for queers. Um, isn't like just like sport. what we do to like right. entertain ourselves by watching RuPaul's Drag Race. It's like right. a very, it's like a real thing. I'm it's so happy like another... for the straights that they also have a drag uh, race thing. Straight people are so weird. Um, so, <sighs> so they do a zero gravity date and um, kind. Uh, I guess we'll do what we did last season where we kind of talk about the one-on-one as a whole and then we'll talk yeah. about what's going because they're cutting back and forth during the episode but that's kind of <sighs> confusing so yeah um they do this zero gravity chamber thing or whatever it's really cute he's like nervous about it and they're fine and then they go to the dinner portion and I could kind of tell that there was like something going on that was weird at first because Rachel, I feel like Rachel is a very genuine person. And like she, when you see her in conversations with people that she's invested in, you can tell that she's like really listening and like taking it in and stuff. And while Jordan was talking, she was kind of just like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. She and she and Gabby are very different in that way. Like Gabby, you can fucking tell when Gabby hates someone. <laughs> Rachel, you usually are like, oh, she's very engaged, whatever. And even here, I think she was like, okay like and I think she was just having a lot of internal monologue like panicking which we kind of later see a bit um but yeah yeah, it was interesting to kind of see her like that because she's normally way more I mean even with the twins like Gabby was sitting there like you guys literally suck and Rachel was like at least trying to be like oh so what do you guys do yeah right yeah and so she she ends up getting up and asking, you know, for a minute. So she goes and talks with the producer and she basically says that he's perfect. He's exactly the kind of guy that she wanted to meet here. They have so much in common. He's such a great guy, but she can just tell right away that like something is missing and it's not it's not the guy. And I think part of the panic on Rachel's end wasn't actually coming from the fact that she wasn't interested in one guy she gave a one-on-one to I think it was coming from the fact that it's her first one-on-one and like usually that first one-on-one is someone that you give the date card to because you have a really strong connection with you want to start off strong and it's kind of rare I don't know how often a first date card has really gotten sent home I don't think I looked at bachelor data but I looked before the episode but like it seems like they at least make it a few episodes usually yeah Yeah. so I think she was you know not me being like self-admittedly being like I looked at bachelor data (laughs) you're like I hate this franchise but also I looked at bachelor data (laughs) which I do often um they're a great account I would honestly highly recommend to follow but no they are especially if you're too invested (laughs) yeah I like comparing to the last seasons and I like that they do it for me like I'm like thank you now I know um anyway all that said yeah it's very rare that the first one-on-one gets sent home and I totally understand panicking about it because it's like the first guy you're talking to like really getting to know and then you're like not for me and it's like will anyone be for me like that's how I would feel I would be like if this first person wasn't for me and then the most heartbreaking part is for us uh country music fans who listen to this podcast oh my god like no, no, no. This was like the first cool concert that they had oh, had in so long. Like I'm I'm laughing because the fact that they were contracted, so they still did the concert and showed Rachel sitting there alone in the theater. 
was so funny. But the part that's like sad to me is like usually we get Z-list country singers that I, who listen to country yeah. music literally every day, have never heard of these fucking people. Yeah. But like this day, like they pulled out budget. Like we yeah. had Brett Young and Ashley Cook. Like Never Till Now is like a big country song right now. And I was like, oh my God, like. Brett Young and Ashley Cooker here, and then she like didn't even keep him. The concert was for naught, and I was I was like, great, we wasted the budget on this one date, and I, they were like, under contract, so the show must go on. It was so funny, dude. Um, yeah, so the show went on, and like the guys back at the house are like, what the fuck? Like when they see his suitcase get taken, which I would be too. I'd be like, oh my god, literally the first one on one. Like they're not playing around. Which and honestly, also they just sent home only three guys from night one, and they were like, bye. They were like, we got to make some cuts. Um, I honestly respect that about Rachel, though. And I think Gabby said this later to her was like, it shows that we're not playing around. Yeah. And we're not just like, you know, dating keeping guys to keep. Yeah, them. keeping guys just because we want, you know, their company or whatever. It's like we're being serious. And I really do actually think that that's so true. Like, I'm like, I'm glad that right. you even though I know that it, I know that it probably caused a lot of internal conflict for Rachel. I was like, I am glad that you sent him home because I think it shows like your integrity and like your seriousness about this. And like right. someone could be a really great guy, but if they're not the guy for you, then like, don't keep them here. Right. The thing I um, did find interesting is that she sent him home. What I thought would happen is I'm not going to give you a rose, but if Gabby feels strongly about you, she can later give you a rose. So I was very surprised that he was sent home. Oh yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. It was like, a it's very, like, what if Gabby did like him? Right. You know, I, I mean, I assume he did it. I assume that if it were a case of like Logan or someone like that, Eric, who they've also both like kind of had a connection with, like maybe they would do that. Yeah. But I don't know. I found that very interesting. I was like, oh, if she doesn't want to give him the rose, like, will he really go home? Or like, would they just keep him for Gabby if she wanted? And then he could go home at the rose ceremony. Well, but, this is just like me talking ideas out there. Like when people go to paradise, um, they fill out like a survey before they go. And it basically says like, who are you looking forward to seeing in paradise? And yeah. part of me wonders if like before the season started, if the guys were asked if they were like there for one or the other, or they were open to both options, you know, because it's like, I I don't know. That's just like an idea I'm tossing out because it's kind of like, if this is a guy that has said he's only there for Rachel and he's not interested in Gabby, then they're not going to keep him, you know? So, and also at the end of the night during the rose ceremony, they did say, if you're getting a rose tonight, it's because both of us want you here. So we're still at the point where there's enough guys where they're both giving roses to like, the rose shared you get roses, is from yeah. both of them, not just whoever says your name. So I guess that's what it was. Like if both of them didn't want yeah. him there, then he doesn't stay. But I don't know. I found that very interesting about this format. I was like, I felt like he would have stayed and seen if like Gabby wanted to keep him or whatever. Right. Um, so then we kind of cut back to the house. Well, we cut back to the house a couple minutes ago, but the big event that was happening during this was that a bunch of the guys were just sitting and chillaxing by the pool. And fucking Chris, who reminds me a lot of Carl from whoever's yep, season that we talked yep, about. Yep, yep, um, yep. Chris starts talking about fantasy suites, very Luke Parker being like, if I am with one of these girls and I make it to the fantasy suites, which I intend to, and I find out that the girl that I'm there with slept with someone else before me, I would just leave. And the guys are like, well, why? And he's like, well, you know, like, If like, I'm in love with someone and they're in love with me and they sleep with someone else, like that's a deal breaker for me. Now, mind you, that is an acceptable way to feel. However, 
this is a conversation. First of all, it's week one. You yeah. do, you don't even know which girl you're talking about yet because you no. don't know either of them well enough to no. to know which one that you're more interested in. Two, there are so many other ways that you could have phrased that if you were going to talk about it and just say, you know, like sex is a really big deal for me and I respect their decisions. But like, ultimately, that would be a deal breaker for me. And I plan to convey that to the person that I'm interested yeah. in. Like there, it shouldn't have been discussed at all, but if it was going to be discussed, there were ways to do it that were way yeah, more respectful to be like, this. Hey, yeah, I don't, but he also implied that he wouldn't mind going to the fantasy suite with both of them. He just didn't want either of them right. to want to go to the fantasy suite with anyone else. Right. So it was misogyny, love misogyny. <laughs> Um, like it wasn't even, it wasn't even a, I like, you know, like Susie last season, it wasn't like an, I value my morals. And I would like to think if you were in love with me, you wouldn't sleep with someone else. It's like, I'm allowed to be in love with both of you. You guys are not allowed to be in love with someone else or sleep with them. Right. And I was like, like, you're, you're leaving, you're leaving. <laughs> this guy was really like, I will you fuck. You got booted. You booted. Like, <laughs> this guy was really like, I will fuck these two girls who are best friends and I will think nothing of it. But if this girl dares sleep with this guy, I hardly know from this house. Yeah. I will shit. riot. But so, also one of the other guys, I forget which one, says to him, well, would you tell them that now or during the fantasy suite or wait until after. And he says, we saw this last season referring to Susie because one of the big critiques that us two, as well as a lot of people had of Susie is like, it's okay to feel this way, but why didn't you tell Clayton this? You didn't say anything. There's there's like a sweet spot. Like you don't need to tell them in week one, but Susie maybe could have told Clayton the week before fantasy suites or something. So there's like a sweet spot. Hey, we are to proceed now that we're at the second to last week. Right. And we might fuck next week. I would like you to know that if you fuck someone else, I will be sad. That's all. That's how I should have handled all of my dating interactions when I suspected <laughs> the guy was, <laughs> was like sleeping with other people. Right. I think we might fuck next week. There's a chance. And if Since we're going to do that. the potential is there for us to bomb. If you boned someone else, that would make me sad. Like, that's all. <laughs> um, but he's so weird. Week one to be like, by the way. Yeah. And also to not tell them, but like to just tell a bunch of guys who are like, we don't even fucking know you. Like <laughs> all we know yeah. about you is your tone deaf. So yeah, super, super Wait, weird. Is he the tone deaf guy? Yes. Oh, that makes so much more sense now. One and the same. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to start singing spontaneously just to emanate the personalities of some of the worst contestants that have ever been on this franchise. Oh my God. Um, so, so he has this whole like interaction. Like and- a melt, basically a meltdown. And they were like, great. They were, yeah. like, dude, it's, they were like, dude, like you don't even know the difference between Gabby and Rachel at this point in time. Like um, which one's which? And he was yeah. like, um. Jesse like he has no fun he doesn't even know where he is like who are you anyway (laughs) then oh speaking of Jesse and not knowing what's going on my favorite is like Jesse Jesse the fact that there are people in this country that make below minimum wage for very hardworking jobs and Jesse definitely makes like a million dollars to do this and he has no idea what the fuck is going on he literally asked the girls this episode so how do you guys think the rose ceremony is gonna work jesse it's his it's always his first day on earth 
The thing with Jesse, I'm kind of a Jesse apologist, and he, not because I think he should be hosting The Bachelorette. I believe Tasha and Caitlin should be hosting The Bachelorette. Uh-huh. The thing I like about Jesse, and hear me out, is he's like your dad who can't remember the names of the friends you've been friends with since fourth grade. And every time they come over, he's like, who are you? I don't believe we've met. And it's like, it's like Kayla coming over. I'm Kayla. We've met. We've, I've been friends with Emily since we were thir- since she was 13. My dad's like, huh, interesting. Like my dad, I love my dad so much, but Jesse gives the vibes of the dad who cannot for the life of him oh recall the people that you've known for your entire life. And that's what I think I empathize with with Jesse. I'm like, that man doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know who anyone is, but he's here for a good time. <laughs> and I appreciate that about him. And he's cashing like a million dollar check at the end of the season. Oh, he's for sure a bad host. But I love, there's no vibe I love more than dad who has no fucking idea who anyone you know is. I think that's hilarious. I think that's the funniest (laughs) bit in society. My dad trying to explain what I do for a living. God, (laughs) be blessed. Like, good luck if that happens to you. No, that's your dad. dad. That's your dad explaining what he does for a living. God, be blessed. God, be blessed. (laughs) No, I, I... One time I heard my dad trying to explain what I do to a living to a group of people when I was a company manager on Broadway, not going to get into what that entails, but he gave the absolute wrong job description. And I was like, dad, that's not even like a little close. Like, like, (laughs) like, and that's Jesse. That's what Jesse is to bachelor nation for me. He doesn't know anything that's going on, but he's there. No plot, (laughs) just vibes. No Um, plot, just vibes. And that being said, it should absolutely be Tasha and Caitlin. Yeah. Um, but if Jesse's going to be here, I'm glad that he's doing it in the the dad way that he is, you know? Um. So then after that, we see Nate get Gabby's first date card. Um. Also, like, I would die for Nate. Like, literally the cutest man that's ever been on this show. Like, he's so genuinely shocked when they read his name. Like, all the other guys are like, yeah, I think I, I have a chance yeah. of getting Gabby's They're all, like, pulling their card. dicks up. They're like, fuck yeah, like, this one's <laughs> for me. And it's, like, some guy named Gavin who we haven't even seen an ounce of screen time from we're like who the fuck are you like (laughs) and so we see Nate he's so shocked he's like he's like so happy and um the date card says meet at my place bring a bathing suit whatever so he finds out he's going to their house and what I loved about the start of this date is he gets to Gabby and Rachel's house Gabby opens the door she's looking stunning she's ready for her date whatever she's like oh come in come in this is our house and Rachel is like sitting in sweatpants in the kitchen and she's like hey and it's literally like when you're in your 20s and you invite a date over to your apartment and your roommate is there and they're just like hey and then Gabby's like do you guys want champagne and like Rachel doesn't leave so Gabby's like I'll get three glasses and like four yeah. like champagne for all. It was like literally so like girl in her twenties with Ugh. her roommate and her date vibes. It was perfect. I loved it so much. It brought me back to college. Like, yes. Oh, oh my I brought God. A, I brought a guy home, but like my roommates here, like let's just the three of us have a drink and like chat. I loved it. I loved it so much. This is what I mean when I say they're so mature. And also I think I like you were saying, I think they have kind of started to claim guys that they're really yeah. into because like, I feel like if this was a guy that Rachel was considering, she maybe wouldn't have been in sweatpants sitting in the kitchen yeah. so casually like, but it's like very clear that Gabby has decided like, this is a dude that I'm interested in. And it's clear that Rachel is there for not 
really putting any effort into Nate, which is a good thing. So, which is good. Yeah. And I just like love the vibe of it. Like here, this is my, cause it's like, also when you're dating someone, you introduce them to your friends right? and they see you and your friends at like, not always your best or like right. in sweatpants or whatever. And I just, I don't know. I love the vibe so much. I honestly was like emotional. I was like, oh my God, they're like college roommates. Yeah. And <laughs> so I was also like bringing think- this guy home. Like it was so cute. Like that tweet that we talked about last episode where someone was like, it's amazing how much more you get to know the girls when they're not talking to a 50 year old white man. They're talking to like their bestie. Each other. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's so cool that Gabby and Rachel get to like live in the house together all season. And like at the end of their dates, like they have another girl to go back to and like talk to. And like, I love it. I love it. Like, Um, I get that there's a lot of flaws with the format. And it wouldn't work for everyone, but like, I genuinely love it so much. I'm like, they yeah. have each other though. And they're right. killing it. Yeah. Love so it. um, they go out on the back deck after they have a glass of champagne with Rachel to kind of discuss whatever. And um, a helicopter pulls up and Nate acts like he's never seen a helicopter before in his life. He's so amazed. <laughs> and like I, get, and, like, I get it. Like most people in their lifetime will not get to go on a private helicopter no. ride. Like his excitement was justified. And I, and I love when people are excited about things. Like, I don't mean to squash his excitement, no, but it was so funny. It was like, he had literally never seen one before I, in his life. Honestly, Nate seems like he got dropped off at this show and was like, where am I? Like, <laughs> like the fact that he was so shocked about the date and so shocked by the helicopter. I'm like, you're so cute. Like you're so normal. A lot of guys are like, oh yeah. Like that's how they act. And like Nate was very like, time. oh my God, for me, like he was so yeah. cute. I was like, go up there, King. So they get on the helicopter and they go all around kind of like the Hollywood Hills era area. Of course they go by the mansion. So all the dudes can see him on the helicopter ride. Um, they go Not by the Hollywood brag, but like totally to brag. Yeah. Yeah. They go by the, and, and they're like, well, like they're just like, they're just showing off. And I'm like, yeah, like Gabby's up there flying the helicopter. She intentionally yeah. took it by here. So she's flying it. She's flying it with her toes by you assholes <laughs> just to brag like fuck off. <laughs> um, men are so fragile um, so they take this helicopter to like a I don't even really know how to describe it it's like a it's like a landing pad I guess a, a place where a hot tub doesn't belong <laughs> and that perhaps to <laughs> our newest segment if you are listening to this from home this applies to you if you're listening to this in your car maybe on a hot girl walk just know that at some point today you deserve a drink because this season we are starting a new tradition where when a hot tub appears where it doesn't belong we will be taking a shot finally (laughs) which we've been saying for like seasons we're like take a shot every time a hot tub appears we're doing it guys all right cheers adam play a bell to the hot tubs where they don't belong the hot tub where it doesn't belong baby Cheers. I'm not a classy bitch all the time, so. Ugh. It only gets worse from here. Meaning our behavior. (laughs) Especially because we're, like, not just drinking tequila and, like, then doing a shot of tequila. We're drinking wine. We're drinking shots of tequila. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm about to refill my wine, too. So it's about to get real. Let's take this opportunity to Drink break. You drink Drink break. break. Thanks, We're Adam, back. for supporting our Thank alcoholism. you so much for that. Anyways, oh, yeah. so now they're in the hot tub. I'm looking forward to this fun tradition, by the way. Um, 
now the girlies know if you are listening to this podcast somewhere where you can't do a shot, do one when you get home. And if you're a healthy queen who doesn't drink like we do, <laughs> indulge in something else. Have a nice, have like a fun snack. Have like a chocolate, you know? Yeah. Indulge. Um, yeah. So I love this new tradition. I think it's going to be really fun. And I think that Kayla and I are going to end up wasted because it's so often that there are hot tubs where they don't blow. I know. Thank God there was only one this episode. Um, like we lucked out that there was only one. Um, especially par- two paradise, women, separate dates. Dude, paradise. We're about to be out of our minds. Um, <laughs> so with that said, with that said, um, they're talking in the hot tub and Nate decides that it is important to bring up to her now because he saw with Jordan and Rachel, the girls are not playing around. They're sending guys home if they're not feeling it. And Nate is very proudly a dad, and he wants to tell Gabby that right away so that if Gabby is not interested in furthering a relationship with him because she's not into maybe being a stepmom or what have you, she can let him go now. Um, So he lets her know, and he starts talking about his daughter, and he says that she's six and that he loves being a dad. He says, I'm a girl dad, a thousand percent. And Gabby... Gabby has a good relationship with her dad and a strained relationship with her mom. So I think the topic of Nate being such an involved dad with his daughter is like very much pulling at Gabby's heartstrings. And she's like, you're going to make me cry. Um, And she asked him a couple minutes later and I loved it. She was like, how old are you? You're so mature. And he's like, oh, I'm 33. And she goes, wow, I've never met a mature man. (laughs) This is something I love so much about Gabby is that like she's expressed on both seasons now that like she's really close with her dad and not as close Mm -hmm. with her mom but she still maintains her girl boss men are trash energy right she's like I have an amazing dad that being said men are trash men are trash and like that is something I relate to wholeheartedly like my dad I have daddy issues and that my dad was such a good person that I was like this is so fucked up you didn't prepare me for this shit at all like I was like I am in the trenches out here father um (laughs) why like honestly you have to be great like dads are kind of gabby in that way gabby is so me in that way (laughs) all men are set up to fail for because it's like if they're a bad dad they're a bad dad that's obvious you're giving your daughter daddy issues if you're an amazing dad you're giving your dad your daughter daddy issues because now they don't know what to expect so no matter what girls end up with daddy issues 100 percent so I love that about Gabby because she's so me for that. Like, it's like, oh, I have such a great dad, but like men are stupid. Like, <laughs> I've never met a mature man. I was like, wow. She's an, she's an icon. She's an icon. So yeah, she, I mean, the other thing I love about this is that Gabby says in her ITM, she's like, I don't know if I'm ready to be a mom yet, but he yeah. made me feel comfortable enough that if I'm not ready, like I'm willing to explore it first. Right. And I was like, that's great. Like, I was like, it totally makes sense if she's like, I'm not ready to be a stepmom. I'm not ready to like, you know, dive into that role. But I love her and him for the fact that they're both willing to like explore the relationship first. Yeah. See what happens. And my biggest hope, which is what they do on the show sometimes is like that they bring his daughter. Like, I hope that he makes it really far and they bring his daughter and she gets to meet the daughter because like I cry. Because I think that's like so important too, because it's like. In theory, like, let's say Nate makes it to the end and they get engaged and she hasn't met his daughter, like, and that's clearly, like, the biggest part of his life. And, like, that was something that Michael A. on Katie's season was having such a difficult time with was because he was also a parent and he was, like, it's so, it's difficult for me to move forward knowing Katie doesn't even know my son. Like, 
and it's like such a huge part of his life. So, um, all things considered, so cute. And then, um, so Gabby, they do like a little kind of cutaway. And this was something that I immediately knew that Emily and I were both going to be like, yeah, us. Cause Gabby says that she doesn't know she goes back and forth on whether or not she wants to be a parent. And she says that she's been scared to be a mom because she thinks it would hurt so much, like to either like let your kid down or to like, like love something so much and like potentially have something happen to them or something like that. And I was like, she's so us for that. Yeah. That's so real. Yeah. And like, they were both just like, they were the, they were both like the perfect amount of vulnerable without like trauma dumping or like, like it was just, it was perfect. They had a great one-on-one and yeah. I love Nate. He's, he's perfect. Like I, yeah. I literally love him so much. Give like him the final rose now. Uh, yeah, I'm done. I've seen enough. Uh, <laughs> cut it. Um, no, I honest to God, like I loved this date so much. Cause I also think you could tell when he first was telling her about his daughter, she was a bit panicked and she was a yeah. bit like, Oh, like, you know, Gabby, she can't like hide her face. So she's just like, I say, you know, Gabby as if she's our friend. She, yeah. she can't you know hide her. her face. Like she sits there and she's like, and she looked a bit panicked, but like, ultimately both of them are so mature and such good people that I feel like she was like, okay, like I'm willing to explore. Like I'm willing to learn more. Right. Um, I love them together. This was 10 out of 10 date. Literally perfect. <laughs> yeah. 10 out of 10. Um, And then we kind of wrap the episode up by going to the rose ceremony um and like we always talk about this we've mixed feelings about when contestants go to the lead to be like so and so is doing this but in this case it was very well done yeah like a small group of guys approached rachel it wasn't just one guy like clearly trying to get more alone time with rachel or like one up anybody or whatever it was a small group of guys they went they truly unionized Truly unionized. So many men that it felt overpowering. Yeah. You know? Yep. And so it was like a small group went to Rachel and they were basically like, look, this was what was going on. Like we were all talking at the house, just kind of shooting the shit. And Chris brought up fantasy suites and Rachel immediately is put off. She's like, why is fantasy suites even being talked about? Like it's week one. And they were like, no, no, no. Like we know it wasn't us that was talking about it. Like he brought it up. Like he he brought it out of his way to be like, well, fantasy suites. And they were all like, hey man, what the fuck? You know, right. And so they basically explained to Rachel, I didn't think there was really any embellishing. Like everything they said no. was what he said. Yeah. And Rachel he also like, sang to them and was tone deaf. So like, bye. Bye. <laughs> um, so Rachel's like, okay, I'm going to go talk to Gabby. So she goes and pulls Gabby. And it was literally the like, can I steal you for a second? But like Rachel to Gabby, which I loved. And she tells Gabby what's going on. And Gabby immediately is not having it. And she was like, okay, like, let's send him home. And Rachel's like, well, maybe we should give him the chance to explain himself. Literally so us for that. Literally so Um, us for that. Kayla would be like, wait. And I'd be like, no. He's out. Um, So they go and they pull Chris. And they give him the opportunity to explain. And Rachel is kind of trying to like prod the conversation a little bit further and be like, well, why did you do that? And Gabby's like, let's just cut to the chase. Like it's disrespectful that you're talking like this. Like you clearly don't respect our choices. Also it's week two. Why is this even a discussion? Like Gabby's just um, immediately though. It's like week quote unquote two. It's like basically week one. Like, right. <laughs> um, so they end up deciding to, to send Chris home because he doesn't have any kind of defense for, for what he said and did. So they send Chris home. 
Chris does the worst thing he could have possibly done for himself and that he decides, I'm not going to go home yet. (laughs) You know what? I still have something to say, which is the most threatening thing a man can say. Because you know that you're about to hear the most asinine, stupid shit you've ever heard in your life. (laughs) If he's like, I'm not done. You're like, oh, great. Here we go. Like, great. So he turns around. Like... (laughs) He turns around and he goes back in and wants to talk to the guys because he knows that the guys approached Rachel and he's like, you know, did you guys approach Rachel or did Rachel ask you? Like, obviously he knows that they approached Rachel because how would Rachel know that this was even an issue? Rachel didn't know who Chris was until like 45 seconds before this. Like, obviously they approached her. (laughs) Honestly, like he should be thanking those guys because he got way more screen time than he ever would have gotten if this had not happened. She knows I exist. Like, that's literally what happened. You're welcome. So he approaches the guys and he's like, you know, and they're, They don't realize, I think, at this point that he had technically been walked out. They're like, did he leave? Like, did he whatever? And then he comes back in and he's talking to them. And then Gabby, yet again, has like productions. They're like, is this guy going to get physical? Like, maybe we send producers in with her or whatever. It's it's Gabby (laughs) flanked by a bunch of dudes who are a lot bigger than Gabby, like ready to escort this man out. And she's like, fuck these guys and walks right up to him is like nose to nose with him. And is like, I asked you to leave. Oh, she's so me for that. <laughs> if you guys like ever are needing like a bouncer for your events or anything like that, like I can't emphasize enough. I wish you guys could see my bicep right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so big. Not you're, to flex. <laughs> you're so the dudes on The Bachelorette for that. I'm literally the dudes on The Bachelorette for that. <laughs> <laughs> so then after Chris finally leaves, we go to the rose ceremony. And, and um, I just do want to draw attention to Rachel mm. and Gabby both looking at each other and going, I think you handled that so well. And then the other oh one my goes, God, I loved I it. You handled that so well. Crying, screaming, throwing up. I was like, they're so precious. They are so precious. Something I want to point out before we get into the roses that I do. It's my constant critique of Rachel because I am Rachel. This is a hundred percent shit I do as a disclaimer, but it annoys me when I see her do it is like we said at the beginning of the episode literally has men obsessed with her and she's like it's so hard to like see all the guys like be into gabby and gabby have like legitimate connections and i'm like rachel like literally there's five men in that room that are like i'm only here for rachel i would die for rachel she's my dream woman and rachel's like i just hope i can find what gabby's finding and i'm like First of all, it's week one. Like, Gabby got lucky that she gave her first one-on-one card date to, like, someone who she really connected with. But, like, like, Gabby's week two and week three dates could be total duds, you know? So it's like... It's like, I, Rachel, She, I, I really do like her. And I understand how typically when you get asked to be the lead of this show, it's, like, guaranteed 30 men are going to be obsessed with you and you just have to exist. And so I understand the frustration of feeling like, well, now I'm kind of competing with my friend and like, I I really do get it. But I'm also just like, homegirl, it is like day two. What do you mean? She goes, I really thought by this point, I would be finding people that I wanted to deepen my connection with. I'm like, it's like day three, Rachel. Literally. like literally she is so me for that but like I just it it's like a little bit annoying because yeah. I'm like it's and day three I think it also I'll show okay it also should be acknowledged that like there have been leads in the past who were the only lead and guys still quit like guys right. quit this show all the time regardless right. of if you're like with another girl or not like 
it happened on fucking Katie's season. Like it just happened. She had a lot of guys quit. Like, right. It, like people quit kind of a lot, even when you're the only lead and it's for different reasons, but like there have been people that quit cause they're like, I'm just not that into you. Right. Even when they're the only person. So like, well, cause it's not feasible that 25 dudes no. put into a room with one girl and every single one of them ends up being completely obsessed. Right. And, one and she's thing, not everyone's soulmate. Like that's not the way that life works. <laughs> like, right. And also not to like always make it about Blake Kortzman, but a little bit to make it about Blake Kortzman. It always He is. was doing, he's like literally the most annoying person on the internet. And yet for some reason I'm like fascinated by like, We have no choice but to stand. We have a lot of choices. Like he's There are a lot so of choices annoying. other than standing Blake Kortzman and yet. Here I am. Like his Instagram stories literally make me want to pull my eyelashes out one by one because he he's the most annoying man on the internet. He's like, I'm fascinated. He's such an elder millennial on the internet too. It's so fucking annoying. Oh my God. When he does his recaps and he, it's just Ooh. his phone focused on his TV. Like I can't. The wrong way. <laughs> Bitch, please. He's like <laughs> selfieing in front of his TV. He's like, guys, I, I can't. hate it so but, much. Anyway. But something that he did say that actually did stick with me about or actually maybe it was Nick Vile, which is funny because they don't like not each other. us getting them confused enemies. But, well, first of all, <laughs> Nick Vile, I would lay down in traffic for, I wouldn't do that for Blake. Like I'm just no. fascinated by him, no. but I actually think it was Nick Vile. He was saying how, cause someone was like, it's, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on caller daddy. And they were like, <laughs> is the show scripted? And he was like, it's not scripted, it's staged. And she was like, what do you mean by that? And he was like, nobody forces you to say or feel anything that you don't say or feel, but they will put you purposely in situations to heighten your emotions so that you think that you genuinely feel these things. And what he's referring to is the fact that like, you're in a house with no phone, a bunch of dudes you don't know. And the only thing that you have in common is that you're all dating this girl. So therefore the only thing that you guys can sit around and talk about is how amazing this girl is. And when all you're doing is talking about how amazing this girl is, and also humans like natural instinct to compete, you're like talking about a girl who's cool, but you don't know her that well. And all of a sudden you start feeling like you love her and you're obsessed with her. And like, I think this is why paradise relationships tend to have a higher success rate because it's not a bunch of dudes competing for one girl or vice versa. Like you're, you're making more genuine connections. Um, totally. Totally. But I think what he's saying is true because it's like, when you think about it, it is kind of ridiculous. The show premise that 25 people all get in the room and they're supposed to all be obsessed with this one guy or girl. It really is like a psychological experiment. Like it is. Cause oh, a it lot totally of times is. like, Blake, I think the reason I got him confused with Blake is because Blake has said, like, people have been like, oh, were your feelings for Becca genuine? Like, when he got dumped in Becca Kufrin season, and he was like, at the time, yes. Like, there was nothing fake about the way that I felt at the time. That being said, removed from the situation, I don't know that Becca is someone that I would have fallen that hard for in the real world. 100%. And also, do you know how many people I've fallen for because they (laughs) lived in the same city as me? Like... (laughs) I was never even a contestant on the show. And I have been obsessed with people simply because of proximity. proximity. Like it totally makes sense that a bunch of dudes in a house who are supposed to be obsessed with these two women or one of these two women are. Yeah. (laughs) It is the only woman you're seeing for miles. I lived in Lexington, Kentucky. Shit was bleak. Like, Anyway, all that being said, 
I get, I get it. The proximity yeah. thing totally makes sense to me. I'm like, yeah, of course you would love anyone in proximity to you. <laughs> also, like you're dudes and like you're used to like scrolling on Instagram, like liking pictures of girls you don't know. And now you don't have your phone and you get to talk to two girls who are both exceptionally attractive. Of course yeah. you're going to be obsessed with them. Um, so then we go to the rose ceremony and a bunch of guys get roses. A bunch of guys don't. I don't know anyone's names. Now that I can't tell but you who's who. <laughs> the one shock for me was Ryan, who had great chemistry with Gabby last week, which we talked about. And he in his ITM said, I'm only here for Rachel. Wait, is Ryan the one with the whiteboard? Yeah. And then, and then he then doesn't he, get kept, right? And then he got sent home. After saying, after all of the good chemistry with Gabby with the whiteboard, he said, I'm here for Rachel. And then he got sent home. What a twist. Didn't see it coming. Yeah, because I thought that was someone that Gabby had like very natural banter with. And like, Me too. Yeah. I was looking forward to his tra- his trajectory. Like I was yeah. like, oh yeah, let's go, King. Mm-mm. Gone. That was the only thing I noticed. Gone. That. I was like, uh, I don't, I don't know any of your names. Uh- <laughs> Interessant. The only I other didn't thing put I'll that s- together. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I was like, yeah. what the fuck. The only other thing I'll say is there is a tweet about Nick Viall. That I loved. Literally, like, we could not pick more irrelevant kings to talk about on this show. <laughs> Everyone who's, like, a new listener is like, who the fuck are you guys ever talking about? No, literally. This is from The Bachelor Diaries, and it reads, <clears throat> as you mentioned, okay, actually, backstory. As you mentioned, the last time we had a zero-gravity date was Nick Vial and Vanessa. Yeah. So, The Bachelor Diaries tweeted, Nick's girlfriend was, like, 12 when he did the zero gravity date with Vanessa. <laughs> That's so funny. Nick Vile's girlfriend is younger so than funny. we are. She's very young. She's I very think she's young. your age because she's younger yeah. than me, but I think she's about your age. Anyway, thought that tweet was funny. Disturbing. <laughs> um, so disturbing. Um, but yeah, so that's it. That's the episode. Um, I appreciated that they ended on a rose ceremony and didn't make us suffer. Thank God. Um, Other feedback that they're taking. Thank you. Thank you. Survivor always ends on a tribal council. Thank you for taking the note. Um, by the way, Survivor comes back in September for anyone who cares. And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really liking it so far. Like we've said, I I understand the criticism of the format just by nature of making two women compete. But I think ultimately, if there were ever going to be two women to do it, it would be these two. And so far, they're handling it very well. I think Rachel is starting to show a little bit more cracks than Gabby is with it kind of getting to her. Um, But I think ultimately it's week two. Like we're going to see Rachel refine some connections. Gabby refine some connections. I ultimately think they're going to end up being very separated. I do too. Um, I don't think that they actually have the same type at all. I think that men are flirt. Men who are flirty are flirty with both of them. Right. Like that's all that's happening right now. Logan and Eric who have like, kind of like, formed connections with both of them they're very flirty men like yeah I don't think it really comes down to like their type at all and it's more just like yeah when a guy flirts with you you're like oh that's nice like attention yeah which is normal oh so I mean hey um who among us has not so I think I I love it so far it's me too very very engaging and you know what's Which crazy? was our criticism of the last few seasons is that they just were not engaging. I find this season to be so interesting. 
Right. And I think what um, is interesting, we obviously haven't talked since we recorded last week about The Bachelor. We've talked about other things. But yeah. last week's premiere was the lowest rating of a Bachelorette season ever. Wow. Ever. Less. And what makes me upset about that is ratings are based on views. So there's a couple things that could be contributing to this. One, the fact that more and more people are moving away from cable and watching on Hulu the next day. So therefore yeah. their views are not contributing to ratings. That's the first thing. Also places, people who watch it on cable are watching it with groups of people. You're inviting over your friends that don't have cable. So it's, or you're ten- watching it at a bar. A lot of people I know watch it at a bar. Right. <laughs> like- watching it at a bar. Like a lot of bars do themed nights or whatever. So I think that's a part of it. But I also think they burned everybody out for the last year and a half, two years. And a lot of people have jumped off ship with the franchise, understandably. And now that the show is getting good again for the first time in a year and a half, people aren't watching because the last year and a half was so bad. I think, Um, yeah, people either watched like Katie or Clayton seasons and they were like, this fucking sucks. I think it started with Peter. (laughs) I agree. It did start with, you know what? Not enough Peter slander this season. It did start with Peter. Well, then we had Listen to Your Heart, which was obviously fucking terrible. And anybody who watched that was doing charity work for the Bachelor franchise. <laughs> but also, Listen to Your Heart was so funny because... I loved that show. Are you kidding it me? Could, Bring it, back. it couldn't have come at a better time <laughs> because they had filmed it pre-pandemic, but they hadn't yeah. aired it yet. So it was like... Yeah. April, May, 2020, like we're in the depths of like lockdown and we were, we were like, wow, a bachelor season. We'll take it any way we can get it. The Um, only way I got my mom into the franchise was because we watched listen to your heart and lockdown the worst, but she was like, now I'm curious. Right. And that's when we did our rewatch of like all the old seasons. And then we got Claire, which not to shit on Claire. And then we got Tisha who was fucking amazing. But like when they announced Claire, they fucking dug themselves a ditch because nobody right. knew who she was. Well, it's so also then, just because the, all the women on Peter's season were so viciously unlikable that awful, they were like, there's awful, no bachelorette awful. in this season. No, so no. we got Claire to Tasha. That was our first season we recapped. And then we got Tasha fucking, Tasha fucking rocks. She just should have been the original choice. Like, right. Like it got fucked. And then it was Matt James who nobody knew. Matt James, I genuinely believe, is like a good person. I just think he got one of the worst bachelor cuts of all time. They erased his entire personality. Yeah. He's he's like actually so funny. So yeah. Anyway, the, the, moral with Peter of the story Weber. is it started with Peter Weber and it only got worse. And it makes me sad that people are not watching this season because I actually think it's super engaging and funny. Right. But it's the lowest rated bachelorette season ever. That's so and like up. I'm not going to lie. This is going to be my most controversial opinion ever because I love, I love Michelle Young. I really do. That being said, that bitch was the most boring bachelorette of all time. And it's because she's too good a person. She's too normal. She's too smart. She's too well-spoken. Like, honestly, I enjoyed Katie's season more because Katie is such a mess that it made for much more entertaining TV. And I really think that Michelle's season kind of dug the grave for The Bachelorette because people were just so bored. Like, honestly, we, and I love Michelle. It's nothing against her, but you can be like the most phenomenal person and just not be a good lead because you're, you're too normal and you're too nice. And like, she literally, 
I, I like we recapped Michelle's season and I don't think I could name five contestants. Like it was just, it was just she, torture. She was so <laughs> smart. And I love that. I actually, yeah. I think that Katie season dug the grave. I think that Katie was, she was too messy. Michelle was too normal and Katie was too right. messy. I think Katie Hannah Brown was, like, was the perfect middle. Yeah. <laughs> I think Katie was like too annoying and, um, not to shit on Katie, which is our, that's going to be her new thing. Because <laughs> Claire's so out of season. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. but Katie, I mean, Katie just like did not, we thought that she was going to be. This was, Everything this was of the sort. We thought that she was going to be the most mature bachelorette. because She was so mature yeah. on math season. Like she was like, no bullying. Like this is bullshit. And then she was the bachelorette and we were like, you're insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it got dark. It got dark. I think ironically, I think that COVID should have gotten a lot of new viewers. And in reality, it kind of yeah. Just cut people off. They were I'm like, I'm hoping though, because the, the press surrounding this season has been overwhelmingly like wow, it's the first time it's good. I'm hoping that some people who maybe have jumped off ship will jump back on ship for this season because I do think it's it's worth it. Um, but that being said, that's not this for a while now. So we'll let you guys go. Enjoy yeah, your this is, this is a long one. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you See for you next week. <laughs> thank you for joining our new drinking game, hot tub where it doesn't belong. Uh make sure you listen to the podcast at a time when you can take a shot with us. Our Photoshop uh, can't this week is gonna be the two of us in a hot tub. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. Um <laughs> With that being said, follow us on Instagram at Don't Insult My Podcast and give us a rating. Give us a review. We're back. So we're back. So review us heavily. And only nicely. (laughs) And only kindly. And we'll see you next week. And we love you so much. And let's make out. Okay, sorry.